The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Yes, sir. I see you over there, my hey, bro. What up, my song too, bro? That's still my song to this day, man. Welcome back to another episode of Travel Dive Podcast, man. I'm your host, Molly Mo, Coach Mo, all that good stuff, man. In here with the fellas, Dre, Martel, AJ should be on the way, man. But but, uh, 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 Dre, man, how you feeling, big dog? Everything good with you? Good man, I'm. What is it? This little weird Thursday night football week, man. You know I love Thursday night football, but I hate when we play because Sunday feels like a bye. <laughs> so, but I mean, it, it is. Yeah, what it hey, is. but I'm you can kick your feet up, man. You got football for for eight hours. Got a little hour break in between, and then you got the Sunday night game. Who plays Sunday night? Matter of fact, uh, I, I hope it's not the Giants. <laughs> Oh my I lord! Like they hey, Dre, right wow. <laughs> All right, take them off prime time. Take them and the Jets off prime time, bro. You, you know what's crazy? Thursday night Play football is—it's very bittersweet. Ooh, Cowboys, Niners, hell yeah! Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. We big lit. We big lit. We big lit. But but Thursday <laughs> night football is very bittersweet because when, when we play at least because I always say like one week we got the Bears this week and it's it's cool. I'm not. I'm not sleeping on the beds. Let me let me get that out the way before we even start the show. I'm not sleeping on the beds, but it's also like a mini bye week. So we got the Falcons coming off of it, but we also coming off of a mini bye. But Thursday night football has been a bad product as well. Like it hasn't been the best product as far as the NFL in general. But you know that's every I, year. Yeah, yeah, that's all the time too. I don't know what the I don't know what the the issue is for real. It's the rest. It's like it's the matchups and the rest. You know. Yes. Yes, man. But you all get like one real. I ain't gonna lie to you though. Prime last year though, if you remember it, like Prime, they had a hell of a lineup when they because they had when they when they debuted the new um the new Thursday night, uh, whoever was going to host the the games like the lineups 
on paper before the season started was fire, bro. Like stupid fire, and then the season started. <laughs> you can change everything. NFL season, man. That's the beauty of it, though. That's the beauty of the league. Like, nah, look at the sure. Texans right now. Them boys balling. For real, <laughs> bro. You never call it. Don't look at your schedule Open, and think bro. everybody's a dub. Shout out to that head coach, man. You know what I'm saying? He's doing his thing, bro. Uh, I don't know why I'm drawing a blank on his name, but you know what I'm talking about. D'Amico Ryans. Yeah, D'Amico yeah, Ryans, yeah. yeah. Um, shout out to D'Amico Ryans, bro. Hey, so listen. Martel, I guess we don't have to talk about us being fat no more. For or sure. getting fat. Yeah, we I don't even want to talk about it. That's, that's yeah, but I'm going to tell Dre what we was talking about. You know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna tell nobody else. But um, nah, man, I was I was saying I was like, bro, I couldn't wait to I couldn't wait to run again because like I'm in this I'm in this situation where like I I can I've always been able to work since I broke my foot or fractured my foot. I've I've been able to work out and and now I'm able to use both my feet, but I still can't run or jump, can't do anything like from a cardio standpoint outside of the bike, and the bike don't really do you no justice. So like I'm at the gym and I'm like I'm putting in I'm putting in work with the weights, but I know I am very I am very 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 aware of my eating habits. They're not the best, but they're not out of control. But they're just not the best. And I'm like I know at this point because I can't do no cardio, bro. This is not the best. It's gonna catch up to me. It's gonna catch up to me, bro. I know I know before I know it, bro. I'm gonna be looking down at me. I'm like, mom, what happened? You're not even rec- you're not even a receiver no more, bro. <laughs> you were blocking back. They gonna, they gonna move you to that second level. You hey man, you know what? Just just go ahead and be a coach 24-7. You ain't gotta get on the field no more, bro. It's <laughs> over for you, player. And you get old. Yeah, bro. I'm the old head on the team, bro. This shit, it, it be blowing me. But we ain't gotta talk about that, man. Um, so I, I think for, for us today, uh when we get ready to close out the book for the Eagles and commanders overtime game, obviously we know the result at this point. Um, I, I think about uh, there are so many questions that pop up in my head when it relates to this team. Um, and, and I want to get a floor to you all first, because I, I want to see where you all take your comments. Um, but I, I get a floor and, and just see like, where are we at after the game now that we had some time to digest? Um, what were some things that stood out to you, like, as you pondered on it, whether it is some of the same issues that we talked about, but just, like, now that you had some time to really think about it, or even something that the coaches said, Sam Howe spoke today, um, Rivera spoke yesterday. I'm sure we'll hear the, the coordinators tomorrow, so we won't have a chance to speak on that. Um, but but where are you all at in terms of, like, where this team is um, after that game? But Generally speaking, four games into the season. Shoot, man, I'm I'm still feeling good after that game. I mean, it just what a difference a week makes. Like I said last week, I was so discouraged coming off the Bills game. I mean, right after that Eagles game, I, I was I was hurt, but I wasn't too upset. And a couple of days later, I actually feel good going into this Bears game now because I, I just feel like this is kind of the meat and bones of what you're going to see of Sam Howell. I mean, you just seen them have probably the roughest, uh, well, the roughest game of his career two weeks ago against the Bills. Then you just seen him have pretty much the best game of his career against the Eagles. So now going against an opponent who's really struggling, the Bears, they're 0-4, they don't have a win. How do you respond to a great game now? Like, do you come out and do you, you know, lay an egg or 
are you going to build on that great game and start to gain that confidence as a quarterback going forward? Like that's the intriguing thing I'm looking forward to going into this Thursday game because Sam really displayed a lot of good things in that game, you know, and also Eric Bieniemy. Eric Bieniemy, I'm also looking at him because how does he come off his best coach game so far? I mean, obviously that was the biggest game that they've had so far in offense and Eric Bieniemy gets a ton of credit for it. I mean, does he build on that? Does he go back to the bad habits before then? Or does he keep on giving Sam the opportunity to play to his strengths? So then defensively, <laughs> that's the part I'm a little worried about, man. Um, but I'm not too worried about it. I kind of feel like maybe we all been a little bit too harsh on him because, again, you know, you just came off of playing the Bills and the Eagles. I mean, those are two of the toughest offenses in the league that you're going to face. Yeah, the only thing going forward that I have an issue with with the defense is are they going to start making plays? You know, I, I have no doubt that they're going to make stops. They're going to get key stops. The defense, the issue is on their best days, I feel like they're solid. I just don't feel like they wreck things. I don't, I don't feel like they go out there and completely dominate. I don't feel like we walk away from a thing saying, man, that's a ferocious defense, you know. So you want to see, you know, once they start getting comfortable, especially the secondary. I know a lot of people are hard on Forbes after this uh, bad game against A.J. Brown, of all people. But – when if Forbes starts to get comfortable, the secondary starts to get comfortable. If they start making plays, will we start to feel like this defense is ferocious? Will we start to feel like this is the defense that's dominating in top five? So that's something I'm looking, um, you know, for coming up. But at the same time, I don't know if I feel that good coming off of this, the, these four games so far. So I'm a I, just like when we watched the game on Sunday. We're, we're emotionally, like, on a certain type of high. Like, I even went back and listened to our show, the post-game the post -game show after Sunday, and I was able to hear you guys a little bit more. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, look, 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 for real. Y'all was great. making a lot of sense because you guys were talking about the secondary and Forbes and things like that, and I was like, they make a lot of sense. But um, one of the things I wanted to talk about, did y'all did y'all get a chance to watch Daniel Jones last night and how, and how bad he's been? That boy trash. That's one of the I... things. <laughs> so one of the things Dre pointed out is that our defense, this is their chance to kind of get it together in this three-game stretch. He said that last show. And it really is, if you think about it, we got the Bears, the Falcons, and the Giants. That's not to say that they don't, you know, those offenses suck, but we're going to win those games. It's not saying that. But this is a chance for our defense to really step up to where our offense has been, aside from the Bills game and even somewhat in the Cardinals game. But this is the chance for them to kind of catch up. Um, you know, going back to that last game, I don't do more victories, okay? And I was looking on Twitter earlier today. I literally look. I logged back on Twitter last night because Daniel Jones was thinking so bad. I logged into Twitter and, and searched Daniel Jones. That's I hate them. So I just did that. You know what I'm saying? So, I, I looked at my, my man Chuck G. He said something. It's only a moral victory if we win Thursday night. If we go out there and we lose. And that's the thing about the NFL. That's why moral victories don't matter because, sure, you put up a good fight against the Eagles and you lost. But if you come back out the following week, we seen it with the Cowboys. They came back and got blown out by the Cardinals. Despite what the core was, score was, they got blown out. That's why more victories don't matter. You got to come in this Thursday, and you got to take it seriously, and you got to win. And in my opinion, you got to win convincingly. Um, 
The Bears are 0-4. They don't have a win. Their first win cannot be against Washington. They can't get right against Washington offensively. They can't get right against Washington defensively. It's just one of those things. And it's like, yeah, we put up a great fight against Philly. Um, there were a lot of positive things to take away from the game. But you got to come out this Thursday and you got to win. And I know we're going to get into that, so I'm going to go ahead and let Maul get the floor. Man. Um, For me, man, I got – Again, like I said, I had I have several questions with um like the state of this team, but I but I think I'll start with uh one of the problematic sides of the football. I don't think there is no defensively, I mean, technically speaking, both sides are problematic in its own right, but <laughs> um defensively, I think that's more problematic than anything given the expectations that they had um heading into the year. Um you know, I, there was a lot of pressure on that that front line to to really perform because you look at everybody they have there. You expect these guys to step up in a sense of like show showing urgency to 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 the nature to the extent in which John Allen and Deron Payne showed their urgency when they were really trying to you know make that make that paper. But but not only that, like show it to an extent where. Um, it's not just a one year deal, like your whole business and mindset and approach had had shown somebody who was uh worth investing into. And that's not to say Montez Sweat or Chase Young isn't doing that, but I think what should be evident from a collective standpoint, all four guys and then the depth guys, because technically the depth guys they're on contract years too, Casey Tuhill, James Smith Williams. Um Eventually, we'll see FAL Bada come back. I don't think he's eligible to come back off of IR uh, this week, as well as Fedarian Mathis. But I don't think they'll use him on a short week. Wouldn't make sense uh, to rush him back on a Thursday. They may just bring him back in against against Atlanta. Um, but to that extent, or to that point, like that rush line was supposed to step up. That rush line was supposed to help the secondary out, right? You you get in from a secondary standpoint, you get Emmanuel Forbes, and he's supposed to help you generate these turnovers. But I think Dre. Um, I mentioned this to you directly. No, it was Montel's question. Um, Montel asked a question on Sunday about this defense taking the next step, or, or if it if it's uh, been better as last year. And and, and my thing is like, you got to come to the realization, not you who I'm talking, not Dre or Montel, but you as the the viewer, listener, person. Like you're dealing with a, a team who really now turnovers can is a variance, and, and it and it it varies, but I think when you deal with certain people, it, it doesn't matter how many opportunities you get, right? Like opportunities is all that matters. Can you capitalize on them? Because if you get more opportunities, there's a bigger op- there's a bigger chance of you creating a turnover. But you're dealing with people who don't make plays. Like it's been stamped. Like uh, I think Derek Forrest had a, a good breakout year last year, right? Um, and credit to him, he made a he made a few plays in terms of forcing a fumble, had a couple interceptions, right? Um, some were a little bit gifted to him. Um, Kendall Fuller was the one last year making plays, and and obviously you can trust him with his hands uh, at the catch point. Um, same thing with Emmanuel Forbes. He's shown that he was able to, he was been able to make plays uh, with his hands, uh, but at the same time, like it, it, it's too far in between. Like I remember seeing some of the plays from the second level, the linebackers, Emmitt Davidson and Col- Col- Cody Barton against the Philadelphia Eagles, where there was some opportunities for them to get hands on footballs. And and like, it's not a it, matter of fact. It's not even fair to even point this out like as a criticism for him because Jalen Jalen Hurts is a hell of a quarterback. 
and you see on tape how accurate he was like to the to the t like where it's literally inches away or centimeters away from a linebacker's hand so i'm not even going to be too critical in that instance but i think from an overall perspective the playmaker or, or being able to, to, to create plays defensively is, is a problem. But there's one thing that I, I do want to say from a defensive standpoint as well. Like there, there's been so much panic from uh, having to, or, or feeling the need to replace a coordinator um, again, or maybe let me be clear as a result of this loss is, is what I'm referring to. There's this need to replace a defensive coordinator um some of these guys uh they they aren't good or they're overrated um all these other like comments in 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 conversations surrounding the defense where i think we need to look at this big picture sure i think there were several things that that went wrong against the philadelphia eagles right i think the biggest thing by the way that that everybody um if you're listening right now and, and even if you're listening later on the YouTube channel, there will be a manual force breakdown probably Wednesday morning, um, I assume. So it'll be up in the morning for everybody to take a look at how he played against the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, but but Manuel Forbes had some issues with his leverage, maintaining his leverage. Um, and, and, and I think uh, for a person who was on the field as often as he was, uh, it, it makes sense for, for Washington, or excuse me, for Philadelphia to target Forbes 15 times in a game or 14 times in a game. And I, I don't I don't blame them for doing that. That's what you're supposed to do. Uh, but I, but I also think that it's not just the him thing. I think when you look at the safeties and how they played, Jerry, I showed you all to play in the group chat uh, where Cam Curl. Uh, I, I had to I had to ask this question because I knew for a fact I was like, I know something is off here, but I'm going to concede the fact that I don't know what the hell I'm looking at. So I'm going to put this out there and maybe I can get some help. And the people that we spoke to in the chat, Dre, we spoke to some some NFL players who said, uh, again, they they not in the locker room, they don't know the cause either. But we all knew it was some form of quarters. It was a zone. It was his own coverage, and somehow Cam Curl found himself five yards away from the line of scrimmage, and with no safety help over top of Emmanuel Forbes. And again, y'all can for those who are listening and watching, y'all can believe me, or you don't. You're going to have to believe me. Emmanuel Ford has been on a double move. At the end of the day, his responsibility is his responsibility, but he's supposed to have help, and there was no help. And well, I would assume he's supposed to have help, according to the people that we talked to, and he didn't have any help. That's one play. There's other plays, and I'm not absolving Forbes. What I'm saying is this is a secondary thing. You had issues with um, Percy Butler at times, where Percy Butler is too shallow, and he's he's worried about one thing, but he's not staying over top of Devontae Smith, who ultimately, while Emmanuel Forbes is playing trail position and he's playing it as best as he could, right? He's in Devontae Smith's hip pocket. Devontae makes a hell of a grab. But guess what? Jalen Hurts, even when he threw it to Devontae Smith, underthrows the pass. So you're looking at a situation where, like, if Percy Butler's in the right spot and Jalen Hurts is committed to throwing Devontae Smith because he was committed. You're probably talking about either a a PBU or interception. But your people aren't in the right position to make plays. And and, and for for Washington, it's a collective thing. But I also think that uh, when I I bring that up, and I know know I've been rapping for a minute, my my whole point of bringing all these instances up is that, um, sure, there's been some mistakes here and there in the secondary, even on the defensive line, uh, from, from gap integrity, which is the biggest thing. To, to even the second lane, a second level with Cody Barton 
uh, trying to cheat his way to a, to making a play and, and, and end up being pushed out of the gap from a from an offensive lineman. My thing is, I, I know that this defense is better than what it's shown the last couple of weeks uh, against the Buffalo Bills and the Philadelphia Eagles. I also know it's better than how many points is allowed over the last few weeks, which they're averaging over 30 points allowed um, over the last few weeks. I think the main thing when you look at these guys, and even when you look against the Philadelphia Eagles, you're going back and forth against a potent offense. Like it's not supposed to look like a a, a twenty to sixteen game. Um, that's that's your your best expectation. It's supposed to look like that, but you're not looking like that against the Philadelphia Eagles offense, who one has a, a great offensive line, who has a really good quarterback, who has elite weapons on the perimeter, who has a solid tight end, who clearly has DeAndre Swift, who is growing as a as a running back in their offense and he's looking very comfortable off rip like that is a potent offense and if you're going to be able to keep them under 20 points that you deserve a you deserve shots for for three days in a row at your favorite bar your favorite liquor top shelf no questions like that literally is a t- that's a that's a, a tough matchup as Drake takes the sip <laughs> and, and that's all I, that's all I say like I, I spent a lot of time with the defense and I'll leave that there and leave, leave you all for response and, and if you all got comments in the in the chat let us know but like my main thing is like when you look at that defense and you look at who they went up against Brad like you got to understand who you're going up against it was going to be hard to keep these guys under 20 points and think that you and think that Washington's defense can do that and, and that's not excusing. That's just the facts of the matter. You're going up against a very good, a very good offense, and they battled. They went back and forth, and they still made plays defensively. That's that's literally what it is, bro. Mo, well, I agree with you. There, there, there. I'm gonna make two quick points. One, we do this as fans far too often, bro. Like, let's just keep it a bean. We watch just as much football as. The fucking expert, excuse my language, as the experts, bro. Well, we do. I can tell you now, even if you don't chop up film, right? I sit down. I watch high school football on Friday. I watch college football on Saturday. I watch NFL football on Sunday. I don't have to always break down film to tell you if somebody isn't good or not. Like it's it. We do this far too often where we discredit ourselves and we credit the people in the positions that are making the calls as if they can't make mistakes. Like, bruh, if Jack Del Rio is making bad calls and I can see that, like, I don't have to try to say, well, Jack Del Rio's an NFL coach or blah, 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 blah. Like, I heard something from Chris Cooley or, or somebody mentioned, I didn't hear it. Somebody mentioned Chris Cooley pointing out how Chase Young is kind of just doing his own, own thing. And every fan questioned what Chris Cooley said. You know why? Because Chase, Chase Young looks good. And regardless of what the scheme is, regardless of what's going on, there are other players not showing up on that defensive line, and Chase Young is showing up on Sundays. Despite what Chris Cooley says, and and I'm not saying that's a dog Chris Cooley because I am a person who truly values Chris Cooley's opinion, especially offensively. I'm a person who truly values Logan Paul's opinion, especially offensively, especially when it comes to tight ends and receivers. But just because you play in a league, it doesn't mean that you are far superior as it pertains to your knowledge of the game, bro. Like, it just doesn't. Like, we can we see what we see, bro. And some people know ball without having to crush the film. Now, I will say this: film does Wait, give so you this, somewhat. Is of this the about? Is this about related to Chase? No, this I, I'm, I'm a tie. I'm a tie to all them, but I just wanted to tell you, like, don't 
discredit yourself because you somewhat did that when you said, you know what, I'm not in there. I'm not in the huddle. And you said you reached out to other players and they said, I know it was like a quarter. So I just wanted to point that out. You know what I mean? That's 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 that. That's just that one point. This That was one point, but I'm going to go to another point. The other point was we do this far too often too as fans. Like we credit the other team. Well, Jalen Hurts is really good. Um, the Eagles, that's a potent offense. The, the Bills, they're a great offense. At what point do we become the monsters that teams say, well, that's a great defense? Like, because I'm so tired of when we get beat, we make excuses as to why we got beat. Like, we have four first-rounders on the front four. We have a first-round linebacker. We have a first-round corner. We have a highly paid corner. We have a, 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 a safety that's asking for big money. At what point are we the guys that people say, you know what? Them motherfuckers like that. And that's why we had a bad day. Because we continue to do that every time. We play the Bills. We play the Eagles. Oh, they potent offenses. Well, we got to stop getting shredded by potent offenses in order to be great. At what point are we going to become that? That's all I wanted to say because it's like, I'm so tired. Of, I've heard that all week. And I'm not saying, not just, not, not, not you, Ma, not just you. Well, I mean, I, it's not look, just I'm, I'm in that boat, but I have, I, I'm, I'm waiting. So I was like, I can, I can explain my reason to, to, to even, to even get into that point. But, but go ahead. I'll, I'll wait. I'm, I, I got a reason. Nah, nah, and I, that's pretty much it though. It's like, okay. Why we keep making excuses for our month, for our people getting cooked? Like, so at what point we, we invested all this into the defense. At what so, point are y'all going to do something? So let me ask you this question. Let me ask you this question. Um, and then I'll get into my 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 reason. How many points did Washington put up against the Philadelphia Eagles on a Sunday? 31. 31. You know what that defense ranked? The Philadelphia Eagles defense rank? They're much better than Washington's. We we know that much, they're much better than Washington's, bro. And and I think my my whole point of acknowledging that, right? Um and and even bringing that side up is just I, I want people to understand um, two things. One, we got to start talking about not about their draft status because that's a coach's decision. That's a general manager's decision. Like they got drafted in the first round because of this. They got drafted in the fifth round because of this. Like that's that's dead and gone. That's draft status stuff, right? But what about the talent on the field? Like I don't think that I'm not saying that the talent there's two things i don't want to give the idea that the talent talent isn't underutilized and that they could be more aggressive in some instances but i also don't want people to sit here and suggest or or believe that this talent is um severely underutilized like i think that some of these guys are good but how good are they like we're talking about, i already mentioned two safeties that that had some issues against the eagles I already mentioned the two edge rushers who I think they're solid players, but who has been a game changer yet? Only Deron Payne and John Allen have shown to be a game changer in terms of the last in, in recent years. This and year? that's not not saying okay, recent years. Say well, I mean, who is oh okay. if you're talking about them two, I I mean the whole defensive line is is has stood up. They've taken over games. I said that, like they've taken over games in, in Arizona and in Denver, but again. That's where I get back. That's where I get back to Philadelphia and what happened then. 
Like, they still made plays. And that's where I'm like, in a game where you're going back and forth from a scoring standpoint, that defensive line still had uh, moments in that game where they caused havoc for Jalen Hurts. They damn near should have had that fumble. Um, uh, that fumble when when Deron Payne and Chase Young collided at the quarterback. Uh, there was moments where uh, 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 Jalen Hurts threw, threw passes up for grabs. And Washington capitalized on that, all because of pressure from the offensive line. I mean, from the defensive line. Mind you, they had three sacks, like, in, in several pressures. So that's where I'm saying from a collective standpoint, yes, in theory, when are we going to start talking about Washington's defense being the Niners' defense, for example, because that's what we're talking about. White, that's what we wanted to look like in terms of dominating. Or well, even right? the forty. I mean, even the Cowboys. Or even the Cowboys. <laughs> that's what we. That's what we want to refer to, right? And I understand that that's fair, but you got to start taking other things into context. And on top of that, like we may be, we may be, we may be underutilizing the talent, but I don't think we're severely underusing side underutilizing talent. It may be the case that these guys are just not as good as what we as what we assume assume them to be. But they they battled against the Eagles. They made their plays, and Philadelphia just made more plays. That's literally that's well, Ma, literally my my overall takeaway. Let me ask you this, Mark, because uh, this has kind of been the running thought and the narrative in the fan base right now. AJ, if he was on here, here he goes he, right here. Speak of what I was about to ask. Him. <laughs> now I'm, I'm sure. I'm, no, look, listen, AJ. <laughs> I got something for him to come on. This is actually going to be perfect for him to transition into. <laughs> Maul, so what Maul is saying, he don't think they're being severely underutilized on defense. But some, it's a narrative in the fan base that a lot of people feel like Jack Del Rio is holding his defense back. So Maul, I think you would disagree. But AJ, you would agree with that, that Jack Del Rio is holding his defense back. Oh, I, I definitely think he's so. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think Jack Del Rio is holding the defense back. I, I'm just tired of seeing the same game plan against especially division teams like you're really not seeing anything different like I just think that there could be more innovation I think that the tempo uh from the defense could be altered I just I would like to see both sides marry each other now that you bring in an Eric Bieniemy who has that high intensity I would love to see someone that brings the same thing where they're battling each other like it feels it feels like a true competition um, but I mean, I don't think it even matters because at this point it is what it is. We're stuck with Jack Del Rio for the season unless something really drastic happens and maybe the new ownership goes to, to Ron and say, hey, man, you're going to have to fire your childhood friend. You're not going to see another play caller defensively. And they really don't even have a guy that I believe could even step in and call plays. So it's like you're stuck and it's kind of been – it's kind of been one of Ron Rivera's issues even going back to Carolina. Like, he fired a couple defensive coordinators because things just weren't clicking. And once he got removed, and if I'm not mistaken, they brought Steve Wilkes back into the mix as the coordinator, that defense started humming again. You feel me? Like, when you watch Washington's defense in comparison, you know, just last night, the Seahawks. <laughs> Like, those guys are running downhill. They're playing with a certain tempo. There's a certain type of energy. It's like, fuck you. We are taking your shit. Like, you want to see that attitude. Like, a Devin Weatherspoon didn't really play 
much slot in college. His first real game, honestly, in the NFL. And what does he do? He gets blitzed often. He has two sacks. He has an interception for a touchdown, 97 yards. He's impactful immediately. <laughs> like, that is coaching. That is someone putting their guys in the right positions. And even though we may not know everyone on that front four of the Seahawks, they were attacking Daniel Jones. They were not letting up. Everyone was playing relentless and downhill and fast, which is what led to the Giants only having three points scored all night. And you don't see that in Washington. So I don't think it's a I don't think it's an issue with the talent that's been assembled. I think it's more so the attitude of what you want from your defense. If you're gonna call defense to where you're scared to get beat deep, that's exactly how your players are gonna play. They're gonna play like they scared to get beat deep. That's why they be jumping everything kind of short. Cause they be thinking, they be thinking that the <laughs> that the team's trying to take advantage of them. And in all honesty, that's what was getting them hit over the top already early this season. I think they're probably top three already in explosive plays defensively for the year. So here's where I somewhat, I I, kind of agree with AJ, but Maul, you you pointed out something about me last show. That's, that's, it's true. Okay. Look, 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 look. Sicing it. Hell yeah. But this is the thing. I'm that friend. I'm. I'm. If I'm gonna to be fair, ass, I said I said he'd be right, but then he just say I'm gonna go yeah, ahead and take another I mile. Just throw some more sauce on it. Look, look. If I'm that friend. If you come out the house and your jacket ugly, I'm gonna be like, bro, what the fuck do you got on? And I'm gonna cook you until you go change that bitch. But at the same time, Maul, you're so like level headed that you're too nice in a sense. So I'm gonna give you a perfect example. You mentioned the Eagles. We gave they gave up 31 points to us, but. I want you to answer this question 100% honestly. Have they invested as much on the defensive side of the ball as we have? Um, No, that's the answer. I don't even want you to answer. That's the answer, bro. Like, I don't know, because they, they got some resources on they, defense. They, 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 they have invested a lot of draft picks. They have invested just as much draft picks as Washington no. has. It's just that no. they, had a, they had a better foundation. No. no. Let's 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 kind of retool that. I I get what I think they they've invested just as much, but they've done it from effective free agent or trades. You know, they trades, got in the drafts. Bradbury dude, they got uh, in Darius Slay, um, and then uh uh Reed Blankenship was good draft pick. Um, uh, and then you was a, a free agent. Free yep. agent. That's what I'm saying. So like they've invested just as much. They just done it from a mixed bag: free agency, trades, and draft. Washington, meanwhile, they can't sign no damn free agents. Say they like everything is gone through the draft. <laughs> so you got we young and experienced like, players. Where we, you got it? Yeah, they don't spend really. it. <laughs> well, I, I think I think you one of the did. major I think one of the major differences Philly built around the fact that they were also bring, bringing in veterans. Whereas with Washington, everyone has had to grow from the day of joining the NFL. They've been yeah, rookies. Yeah, there's been saying. there's been no veteran presence on the team. There's been no uh, Darius Slade that's moving from Detroit, but he's already been a top corner in the league. It hasn't been a Hassan Reddick who's played in multiple organizations and kind of knows his niche now in the league. What he needs to do, James Bradbury, like it's it's yeah. never been one of those guys. So they've done a mixture of bringing in vets that may not have been the greatest elsewhere or may have been good elsewhere 
to add on to the fact that we're going to take a Jalen Carter. We're going to take a Kelly Ringo. We're going to take a Nicobe Dean, um, a Jordan Davis, a Nolan Smith. And and bring they still in a, got a, Fletcher and Brandon too. Like yeah, them we boys just don't we, we, mode, we, we just got yeah we just got rid of jo, uh Jerron Hargrave. Like we we've been building on top of our dogs. Whereas Washington is like, I mean, you heard Ron today. Uh, just because you're drafted a second round pick doesn't mean you necessarily are going to be. That's what I, I was just about to say. That that's bro. BS, bro. Hear it's not know. about Hear necessarily being Hear a starter, know. but you should know. be contributing. Hear me though. He's not contributing. Hear me though. Washington has second round picks on the defense that don't even play. That's why I say no, because y'all don't even see how much we've really invested to this defense. Like we've invested, I, and I said this in the offseason, we have over allocated assets into the defense. It's just that Philly, their defense, any asset that they allocate to the defense, it's an immediate impact. And they come in and they play. And granted, we put up 31 points on them, but they have not invested as much as we have, especially as it pertains to draft capital, into the defense, bro. And as it pertains to what AJ was saying about the scheme, one of the problems that I have with our scheme is the fact that I don't know if you guys watched J.J. Watt break down Miles Garrett last week. Uh, and he was just like he was in the middle of the defense doing like a crossover move. I don't know if y'all seen that shit. Like, yeah, and he was, you know, what I'm saying over top of the center. And 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 uh, you watch Michael Parsons; he's everywhere. And I look at this defense and I see Chase Young, as athletic as he is, as crazy as he is off the ball. And I told my dad this recently. He's a queen on a chessboard. I play a lot of chess. When you have a queen on the chessboard, you can't keep it in one spot. If you keep it in one spot, you're essentially like doing yourself a disservice. And I feel like that's that's what this defense does as it pertains to the scheme. The scheme is a, is pretty basic. So you don't see the best out of an Emmanuel Forbes. You don't see the best out of a Chase Young. We seen last night, even when Jamal Adams went down, when he was in there, he was, he was fucking lights out. But when he went down, you seen other guys that were lights out. You don't see any safeties flying around on this team like a Buda Baker. You don't see corners coming on corner blitzes, moving from the outside to the slot. And you don't see, like, mixtures in the defense. This defense is it's very basic, bro. So we've invested a lot into the defense as far as talent, but we don't put them in best positions to make a play. So I think that's something, like, that's that, that, that really needs to be talked about. And I think people have mentioned this in the past. I know AJ has mentioned this, like, Jamin Davis – He's an amazing person to send on a blitz. Like whenever he blitzes, it seems like he get there. He gets there, but we never send him, and we we send him like once every five weeks. Like what the hell are y'all doing? So that's something that needs to be talked about, and that's why I keep saying we've invested a lot into this defense, but they aren't quite what we have expected them to be. And it's not because they haven't invested, it's, and it's not because the players aren't good. I do think Jack is somewhat of a problem, but I do think Jack is also good. You know what I'm saying? Um, let's go ahead again to quick conversation on the offense and uh, get into the, the the Bears game. Bears quick Bears preview afterwards. Um, yeah, Sam 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 Howe has had a an interesting two weeks. 
Uh, you go from a low of a four pick game, no touchdowns, uh, sacked a thousand times. Um, you know, on your ass, damn near seventy percent of your dropbacks, whatever it is. I don't know. I'm just making up numbers. Um, to a game where, you know, you're relatively clean for the most part. Um, you got your five sacks, but like at the same time, it's crazy because the protection was pretty solid for the most part. Um, and but not only that, your your coordinator and you bounced back a week after everything was as rough as it was, and you all said, I'm gonna make a concerted effort to get the ball out of my hands quicker. I'm gonna make a concerted effort to trust myself and go through my progressions when things look a little sketchy and I'm going to stand in this pocket when things are a little sketchy and I'm going to make sure that I find that, that second or third read. I'm going to even look to the backside of the play and I'm going to find the Terry McLaurin who's sitting wide open on a deep curl and get that man 20, uh, get him, get him a, a little 10 or 12 yards of yak after he catches the pass. Um, I think when you look at how they bounce back against the, the Philadelphia Eagles, one of the, the better defenses in the league, uh, and, and how they schemed away that Philly rush for the most part, uh, it shows life. Like, I think that's the main thing that I wanted to get out. Like, it shows, like, you are capable of responding to chaos. You are capable of, of, of and show, like, so, like, a solid level of awareness that something isn't working or that I need to add something to this offense and we're going to be uh, just fine. I'm not going to tell you, the public, exactly what we're working on. You'll see it on tape. You know, if you got the game, the game or the 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 the, the film, you'll see what we what we've been working on. But I'm not going to tell you in, in in these conferences, and I'm not going to worry about if you know or not. But you're going to see a difference, and you're going to see that immediately after we didn't went through hell against the Buffalo Bills, and I and I like how they responded. Um, and, and again, like I said, it, sh- it shows life. Um, I think my main thing is is seeing how consistent they can be on a on a week to week basis. Um, Chicago, in in its in its essence, um, you're going up against a defense who isn't that good. But like, how does the enemy approach a team who is as desperate as they are um, in their situation, who hasn't won a game in in 14 tries, uh, and they're they're on a short week against uh, the Washington Commanders, where they just had a 28 to seven lead and blew it. Yeah, it's offensively, like I said, I mean, Eric Bieniemy and them called his best game. I mean, we were a little worried, not just because of the Buffalo game, but each game we watched this season, the Arizona game, the Denver game, there were lulls in the offense. Like the Arizona game, you know, you, you got started a little late. You didn't get a good early. I mean, I think they scored seven early, and then they just went on this lull. But that's part of having a young quarterback, new play caller, install it in the first game. The Denver game, the first half was atrocious. You know, we had our issues with the run-pass ratio. I mean, we kind of carried that over from the Cardinals game in week one. But then they came out, and they played really well that uh, second half. Then it comes to the Bills game. Of course, that's the embarrassment. That's the game that nothing went right on offense. So, I mean, we were worried. We had a body of work that we were a little concerned, and we were saying something has to work and has to work quick. We had that conversation, especially because we know Ron was going to say something about the run-pass ratio with the young quarterback. But Eric Bieniemy came out, and he adjusted this past game, and that was the encouraging thing. As, as you said, Maul, we've seen it. We've seen it 
from early on, the concerted effort to get the ball out of Sam Howell's hands early. They were running the quick game, stuff we hadn't seen pretty much in the early games. So it was really encouraging to see them come out and adjust. And now, as you said, this is the perfect opportunity to see, can you build on that? Now, can Eric Bieniemy go out there and he string together a couple games? And you mentioned the Chicago Bears defense, they're struggling. So now go out there and show, hey, we're picking this up. And it's going to do wonders if you can go out there and string together a couple of games. I mean, for Eric's confidence, Sam's confidence, and that radiates. Once you see your quarterback confident, everybody on offense gets confident. And Sam strikes me as that type of guy who can, you know, he can realize his potential if he has that confidence. So, again, I mean, I'm encouraged by what we saw because, like I said, the adjustments is what we were looking for. We asked for it. We got it. Now it's intriguing to see, can they build on that? I mean, I'm hoping we can. Either one. (laughs) Hey, look, I took over so much on the defensive side. I said, I'm going to let them do their thing on the (laughs) O. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I think, I think for me, uh, with Eric Bieniemy's coaching style and his resume, and on top of that, you know, feeling like he has a lot to prove, I never second doubted that, you know, he would he would alter what the game plan was against Buffalo. I feel like that's the major difference between him and a lot of other offensive play callers and just coordinators in general. Right now, we really don't know Washington's full identity. I think that the enemy is open and comfortable with the fact of we're going to play to our strengths going against whatever team it is. We're not trying to necessarily be a run-first team, a pass-first team, balance, whatever the case is. We see a weakness on opposing defense. That's what we're going to attack going into the week. That's That's – how I how I look at it. And, you know, unfortunately, when you have a young quarterback, especially that early into the season, week three going against a, a Buffalo defense that's been together for a long time, added couple, adding a couple pieces, but still most of your unit has played together for consecutive seasons. They know their 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 rules and their roles within their defense. So it's kind of hard to get a young quarterback that is trying to learn to go through progressions and all these different nuances and a new scheme to be successful against that defense. And he bounced back. They went against, you know, Philadelphia Eagles that plays a different style. And uh, they, they look pretty damn good. I was impressed by how he handled the situation offensively. Uh, now going against Chicago, they play uh, a lot of Tampa too. Uh, so will allow, it will allow Sam to, to play the middle of the field a lot and maybe even take some shots home, uh, some deep balls home or whatever. But yeah, I'm, I'm impressed at how he bounced back. Sam had a, a, a solid game in my opinion. Um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much my take on the situation. I think this week, I just want to see them be consistent. You know what I mean? Like they, they were okay versus Arizona. Then they came back against the Broncos and they lit it up. And then you did nothing against the Bills and then you come back against the Eagles and you light it up. We already have our concerns about the defense. Don't don't give us concerns about the offense too. I was talking to my pops earlier and I said, you know what, Sam, 
Sam is doing the Kirk Cousins right now. He's doing the Kirk Cousins thing where he'll light you up one week and you'll be like, yeah, Kirk the man, Kirk the man. And then he come back and you be like, Kirk, what the, what, what are you doing, Kirk? I want to see some consistency because just like when Kirk was here, despite what we all want, it doesn't matter what we want, despite what Ron wants. This is a passing offense. Like watching this offense through the first four weeks, it's a passing offense. And and I want to run the ball 50 times a game, but it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? This is a passing offense. So Sam Howell has to be the guy. And you know what? They made mention of that after the Bills lost. They said, we want to accelerate his learning curve because we are going to be this. They they basically told you, we passing the rock. And I'm not mad at that because that's the way the league is going. But if that's who you're going to be, you have to be consistent. And your quarterback has to be consistent. And your play calling has to be consistent. And your line has to be consistent because – one thing we've seen from this old line through four weeks is they get smacked in the mouth, but they had a really good game last week. And if we're going to have any sustained success, the old line has to be good. The play caller has to be good. The quarterback has to be good. And the receivers have to be good. So that's the one thing I'm looking forward to this week is can we put it together two weeks in a row? Because we can't do this. We're having a good game. We're having a bad game. We're having a good game. We're having a bad game. Like, we can't do that because that's unsustainable. So I want to see them put it together for two weeks in a row, regardless of what the Bears' record is. I want to go out there. I want to be efficient, and I want to get the dub, most importantly. So, Hey, everybody in the chat, um, fellas, um, let's let's end this and then transition to the to the Bears game. Uh, let's. What's our level of confidence? Four games in, what's our level of confidence in the defense moving forward? And what's our level of confidence in the offense moving forward on a scale of uh one, one to five? I think that that'll be easier. One to five, not one to ten. One to five. Where where are y'all at on both sides um, of the football? I guess I'll go first. Uh, for me, I'm gonna go with. Oh, sorry. About five being the highest, obviously one be the lowest. For me, I'm going 3.5 on the defense. I mean, I'm not concerned that they're going to be a bad defense going forward. Again, I'm concerned that they're not going to be everything we kind of expected to be. I mean, we've kind of talked about it ad nauseum. I mean, and the thing is, Montel um, mentioned, you know, about them dominating. And we kind of want to see just one of those performances where we walk away feeling like this defense just wrecked the shit out of a game plan. You know, that that defensive line changed everything in this game. Like, we want one of those type of performances. And maybe if they do get one of those type of performances going forward, it'll elevate them to the next level. But, again, I, I don't think they're a bad defense. I mean, I do think that, you know, some of the talk about the defense is harsh. So I'm at about a 3.5 with them because I do feel like at the, at the worst, they're going to be solid for the rest of the season. Offensively, I mean, that Eagles game put me at about a 3.75, honestly, man. I got to say it's a little bit more than the uh, offense. I mean, a, a little bit more than the defense at this point, just because I feel like Sam is growing and Eric is learning him. And I do feel like this stretch of games going forward is the perfect opportunity for that offense to show even more and maybe get Sam even more confidence going forward to elevate this team. I think it's something that we could say the offense is a little further ahead than the defense because that should not be the case. Like, <laughs> despite what we think. Hey, Montel, Montel, what did you say? 
I said, I think it's something that we could say, like that anyone could say, and Dre said, but Dre said it, and I feel the same way. We feel as though the offense is a little bit further ahead than the defense. Like, well, I actually I'm disagree gonna... a little bit with that, but <laughs> but why? I mean, that, why? that was that, that was one of my that was one of my topics for the show today because I think we really got to start maybe having that conversation. I don't think that should be the case, though. It's, it's year four for Jack Del Rio, same system, more players, more invested. Like we've 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 invested small chips into the offense. Why are they why why do we have more confidence there? I think that's an issue. Um, we got a makeshift makeshift offensive line. We've invested one first round pick into the receiver. We have a fifth round pick at QB. Terry McLaurin's a third round pick. Granted, he's bona fide number one receiver. We went and got Curtis Samuels, who I mean, Curtis Samuels is good. He's not, you know, you know, he ain't nothing special, but he good. Like, why are we considered why are we more confident on that side of the ball? I think that's an issue. You know what I mean? But I'm a, I'm gonna go 2.7 for offense and 2.4 for the defense. You know what I mean? I, look, I'm a tough critic, you know what I mean? Like I think, I think that. I think that the offense is a little bit further ahead, but I would like to see some consistency there. And while I think the defense, they they did take over, I think that Denver game, that D-line, even though Denver put up points, I think the D-line did take over. And I think that that was a game in which the defense showed out, but they haven't been consistent defensively overall, and they haven't been consistent offensively overall. So I, I guess I just want to see some consistency, man, on both sides of the ball. But I'm a little bit higher in the offense right now. But let, let me just speak speak real quick why I say I disagree that the offense is ahead of the defense because, let's be honest, this was the first really good game the offense had. I mean, they were good in Denver, but it took them a half to get going. They weren't really good in Arizona, and they did absolutely nothing against Buffalo. Whereas the defense has had solid games throughout. Even in the Buffalo game, obviously, we were down True. 16 True. going into the fourth quarter. It was the offense that couldn't get anything going. I mean, as a whole, this is probably the defense's worst game against the Eagles. And I don't think one bad game against the offense kind of just putting up their best performances last week means the offense is ahead in the defense at this point. But to your point, I feel good or at least better about where the offense may be headed. I think the offense can finish, you know, ahead of the defense if Sam Howe keeps on the trajectory that he's on. Eric Bieniemy also is with him and, you know, in sync. Where are we at? Well, Dre, you know why you can make that type of statement? It, it really boils down to coaching. You feel confident in the person that's leading that unit. And you know that they've already shown what they can do here. Aside, Put everything aside from Kansas City. The coach has already shown you that he can adapt and adjust on the fly. That's why you feel more confident in the offense. Um, and I'm, I'm with Montel, like, I feel like the offense is is much more advanced than the defense. The defense, the defense right now, I would probably give it about a two point five. Um, at the end of the day, this is a perfect opportunity for them Thursday to put together a, a complete game from not just only the defensive side but also offensively. We have yet to see a complete game under this Ron Rivera regime. Uh, in any year where they played perfectly great on offense and defense. Thursday provides you that opportunity uh, to, you know, take advantage of these bad teams. 
right now we know that the commanders can't necessarily compete fully with, you know, the top tier teams like the Buffaloes. Uh, they had an opportunity to pull off a win against the Eagles, but a lot of us going into the game expected a loss. That's why, you know, not attempting that, that two point conversion is, is still being talked about 48 hours later. Um, but I would go with a 2.5 with the defense. Um, when it comes to the offense, I'm going to agree with Dre. I'm at a 3.5. I believe that's what he said. 3.75. Uh, you said what? 3.75. Mathematician. All right, whatever. I'm, I'm going to just say a 3.5. <laughs> this man said 3.75. I ain't hear that part. But, yeah, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm confident with where they're heading. Uh, I feel like the only real struggles defensively on the schedule will be the division games. As we all know, division games are typically close. Uh, the Cowboys have one of the better defenses in the entire NFL. Um, I think remaining outside of that, you play, you play the 49ers. And who else could possibly give you some havoc defensively outside of your division? Maybe, maybe the Rams just because of Aaron Donald and how Raheem Morris calls his defense. Do they play Seattle? I think we no, we don't. I know we played the Dolphins. I mean, I, Dolphins could be a little the, tricky I on defense. They the NFC West this year, or my tripping. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know, but yeah. Uh, back to my point. I think the rest of the schedule. Allows the, oh, yeah, the we offense. Got Seattle. This is the NFC West. Yes. Okay. I believe the 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 rest of the schedule allows this offense to 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 be productive and not necessarily going against like top tier defenses like a a Buffalo Bills. Uh, but it will be intriguing to see how Sam and Eric Bieniemy, you know, how they do against you know the 49ers down the line, uh, possibly even the Dolphins. Uh, because by the time they play the Dolphins, Jalen Ramsey should be back as well. But outside of that, I say 3.5 offense, 2.5 defensively. Where are we at? Well, actually, I said where are we at. Let's go ahead and close out with this Bears thing. Um, how do I want to phrase this? Um... No, nah, I'll do big picture. We could do a big picture after this week. What are we thinking about with this game? Uh, what are what are what are our our main keys? Uh, this is kind of asking on the fly, but what are our main keys for the game? Uh, what do you think the outcome is? Um, and I guess in that essence as well, fellas, Dre, AJ, uh, Montel, I think this is your first pregame of the year. Um, what of our what of what is our predictions and MVP? So I guess we can kind of merge all together. Um, I'll start. Give some people some time. Um, I, I think obviously when you look at what happened last year with with the Bears, um, one of the biggest things that that hurt Washington um, was how aggressive they were with Jalen Hurts. Um, Jalen Hurts, I'm sorry, Justin Fields. Um, a lot of play action uh, got Washington moving and from a, 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 a sideline to sideline way, right? Like they were uh, they were they were biting heavy on play action. Um, they were kind of late to get back to their their depth spots in their zone drops the line to be clear the linebackers the second level they were they were the ones that were late um justin fields wasn't able to see him at times 
he had several people running wide open on that second level. And, and given that he's in a situation where he's having uh, another stab at, at at this head coaching whole offense, whole situation, I'm sure they're going to try and run this thing back and see, you know, what this looks like this time around and, and, and try to swing back that way. So for Washington, got to stay disciplined uh, on the first level. You got to contain that quarterback uh, on that second level. You got to be able to get back in your zone drops um, when that play action starts going uh, off the wide zones or those stretch plays and, and, and it ends up being staying in the quarterback's hands for, for a rollout or, or boot action defensively. Um, you find a way to, to, to rattle Justin Fields early um, and keep him from taking off. You're in a good spot. Uh, offensively. Um, it's, it's crazy though. Like they made some key additions on, on the defense where I thought that they could have, they could have had a, a, a stab at being a, a top 15 defense. And I think if I had, if my man, I'm going to double check, but I think um, the bears is coming into this game as the, yeah, the 28th ranked defense in yards and 31st in points. Um, I, I wish I can tell you that the, the main, the main additions, they had some linebackers. I think Tremaine Edwards went to, to, to Chicago um, and another linebacker went to Chicago as well, but uh, it's just been a mess over there defensively. And obviously they lost their defensive coordinator due to, you know, whatever issues that he's having with the, the FBI and and him taking some time away. But defensively, I, I just think, excuse me, offensively, I think that uh, uh, they're going to have to see, we're going to have to see more growth than Sam Howe. Like growth in terms of his continuing ability to to, to navigate this offense, manage it in a way that the enemy needs, um, find a ways to get the ball out of his hands quicker. I think what they did with the some some jet action behind the line of scrimmage with Terry McLaurin helped out this offense a lot. Um, on some occasions, though, they only did it once or twice. Um, and in those, the, keep using the screens, like find ways to to get the ball out of his hands quicker, but also see that Sam Howell is continuing to develop because if. Uh, Chicago is is end up being this this pressure happy team against Sam Howe because they want to try and uh, steal a page out of somebody else's book. Um, Sam is going to have to be able to show that he can stand tall in there and make some plays. So it really does come down to that quarterback uh, and, and how the enemy is able to 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 keep this offense protected from a, a offensive line standpoint and from a quarterback standpoint. So um, with that being said, I'll give Washington a dub. Um, I'm going to put my faith in them. I think it's going to be a close game though. I'm gonna say uh I'm gonna say 27 to 17. Maybe Washington pulls like a late field goal to, to close it out, but 27-17 Washington. Uh yeah, I'm gonna go next and I'll be pretty quick with this. But yeah, I think the keys to this game, man. Um, like Maul said, defensively, the Bears have been atrocious to start this season. And something, you know, that's gonna be a little fun for me. It honestly has nothing to do with anything. It's just my little superstition. But I want to see if this is the proverbial game. We get rid of the Dan Snyder cursing, so to speak, because I feel like this is the game under the Dan Snyder era that you come out and you lay an egg. You know, Thursday night prime time against a team that's struggling who hasn't got a win, this is when they usually come up against us and get there first. So, you know, this is the game I want to see us shake that stench. You know, the dance not a snitch, and you come out and you dominate this team. I think offensively, this is the game where Eric Bieniemy could probably really showcase Sam Howell. I mean, the Bears struggle defensively, especially on pass defense. Get Sam Howell in a rhythm early. I mean, we talked um, the last couple of games, the keys going in. We should get the run game going. This is a game I'm advocating. Let's get Sam going early. Get Sam in a rhythm. Go out there. Teach Sam how to put his foot on someone's neck. So this is the game to go do it. Um, defensively, 
make Justin Fields uncomfortable, man. Uh, you have to make him uncomfortable. Uh, they, they struggle offensively as well. I mean, the Bears are just a struggling unit all around. I mean, they did get DJ Moore going last week, which was a little concerning because DJ Moore is a good talent. Um, you know, but in Justin Fields, you want to play contain. You don't want to get out your assignments because that guy can gash you on the ground. That's that's really my concern about him. I'm, I'm not so much concerned about him in the passing game, although he can make some throws. He can make plays in the passing game, but I'm more concerned with him in the run game. I'm going Washington. I normally don't do this as far as, like, the score. I always pick it close, but I think we're going to dominate the Bears this week. I, I'm going 31-13 Thursday night. And I'm giving Sam Howe the MVP because I think this is the game to showcase him. Mm. Here we go. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think uh, Thursday, <laughs> Thursday is a, a great opportunity, as I stated, for this team to to play a consistent game on both sides of the ball, offensively and defensively. Uh, we've never seen that under Ron Rivera where they've dominated on both sides. Uh, I think the Bears are just down bad overall. It's a poorly coached team. Uh, Justin Fields is just trying to make things happen on the fly. I think uh, he will get out of the pocket. So pretty much your defense needs to be disciplined and still how they play him. But overall, a lot of their passes are going to be short. So you just have to do a good job of, you know, stopping DJ Moore within the screen game, uh, Khalil Herbert in their screen game. Also making sure that your corners uh, don't play too aggressively because exactly what was seen on tape on Sunday with Emmanuel Forbes, they're going to try to get him to bite down on something, whether he's going against a Mooney or um, a DJ Moore. So, for me, offensively, I don't think Washington should have any problem against this defense. Uh, like I said, they play in a Tampa too. Uh, that's their base defense, which is pretty outdated to be in 2023. Uh, they do have a guy that I like pass rushing wise and will probably be matched up against <clears throat> Andrew Wally a lot, which is Yannick Ndokwe. I think he still has a motor. He's still a great pass rusher in this league. Unfortunately, he's had to bounce around but he can still be impactful within that uh, pass rushing game. But I think that Washington ends up winning the game. Uh, I would say, mm, I would say possibly 27 to 13 is my final score prediction. I think that the, I think that the MVP will be the defensive line of Washington. Uh, it's I'm also scared. a great opportunity. It's also a great opportunity for some people to get to see Darnell Wright go against a a, a Montez Sweat because we know Jack Del Rio ain't switching them on side. So Chase will never go against Darnell. But uh, that's that's a guy that a lot of the fan base wanted uh, Washington to draft. But the team liked them too. They liked them as well. You said the team liked them. Yeah, I just don't think he fit. I think if he, if he would have failed to where they drafted, he would have been in serious consideration right there. Hey, Dre, what was, what was your final score prediction? 31-13. 31-13. Yes. was 27-13. You but see, that's my, what scared me. We all agreeing. Now somebody got to get a little. You know what, Dre? <laughs> right. if, 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 hold on. If Washington can't beat the Bears, then you might as well pack it up. 
Bro, like, that's not true though. That's the wild part. You know my final score prediction was 28 to 13, bro. Wow. And so now, I'm at 13. <laughs> now I was gonna now, say 28 to 13, but I changed my mind last second. That's crazy. <laughs> now I gotta go, I gotta go in the complete opposite direction just because of who I am, bro. And you know what? If I'm being honest, this game scares me. And I know a lot of people feel real comfortable. The Bears are 0-4. Oh, they're in turmoil. We were the we were the Bears for the past how many years under Dan Snyder. And I think I'm just afraid to like, you know, be comfortable. I'm afraid to take my shoes off in the crib right now. You know what I mean? Because this team, these are the games in which we struggle. I seen it last night. The Giants are struggling. And and I seen a couple fans say, watch Daniel Jones come in here and rip us up. Like, just watch. And you know what? I believe it. I don't know why, but it's happened so many times that I can't get that stench out of my clothes. Like, this is a game in which I'm a – I ain't going to lie to you. I feel like we, we should win. We're capable of winning. But I'm very afraid, bro. Like, you can throw out all of them. If, if you're going to be scared of the Chicago Bears, then God damn, don't even watch the rest of the, of the season, bro. Because true, if, bro. If, if, if you need to be scared of the Bears, then we have a bigger issue on our hands. But we've always had a big issue on our hands, AJ. That's the problem. We've always had a big issue. Well, then, when, whenever it's Thursday, Sunday, Monday, Saturday. For real. And I said, this is why I said we got to see if it's not a snitch gone, man. We have to. Go ahead, go ahead, Mo. What you about to say? No, nah, I was going to say, I got, we got, I got to get up out of here. Make sure you get your, oh, your prediction, your predictions, and your, your, your score so, prediction. Well, you said 28 13, but who you, what's, I what's said 28 13. I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to go Sam Howe. This is his game. I see my man in the chat. I'm going to go 28 13. Sam Howe is the MVP. And I think the defense does. I think the defense gets right this time. I, I don't think this is the game that Justin Fields get right, which in years past, it's always the quarterback that's struggling that come in and get right against us. I think we pull it off, man. And I think we beat them in convincing fashion. And I think we go on in the following weeks. I don't want to get too far here and, and handle business. But I think that this is the game in which we get right, finally. Like, we get right against the bad team. And it doesn't happen to us. Boom. There it is, man. Um, I'm gonna say my same thing with, with Dre. My MVP is gonna be actually my MVP is gonna be Brian Robinson. It may be Brian Robinson for the next few weeks until I get tired of saying Brian Robinson's name. Um, but that's gonna wrap it up for it's us on this. Yeah, I, I ain't even worried about AJ no more, man. AJ has been verified as a hater, bro. Um real soon. Cause next <laughs> next week, next week they play your boy Drake London. You don't be saying his name too much, do you? Well, that's because they got a bad quarterback, AJ. I'm about to say, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't gave up on, I didn't gave up on Desmond, but, but I haven't seen too much of, to, too much of Drake to, to be talking shit. So you, you know, you know, know Heineke in the game. I've been too much on Washington. I do want Heineke to play next week, so that defensive line can kill his ass, and we never got. Well, I want rid of the play because I want to win. I want rid of the play because that's our best chance of winning. <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> Hey, listen, we here post-game, man. Graveyard shift. Shout out to we out this thing, man. But um, that's going to wrap it up for us. Appreciate everybody who listened, watching, all that good stuff. And stay tuned. Till next time, man. Thanks. Yeah, boy, easy, man. Yes, sir.
Damn, set, huh? Watch him throw the ball. We gon' pick it off. You gon' let him hit the hole or you gon' cut it off. You gon' play through fourth and long or you gon' punt it off. Your defenders have you hit us, put your pads in. Don't be looking for the ref to throw no flags in. Keep the helmet on, keep the cleats tight. You the type to want to win by any means, right? You should look alive. This is Trap or Dive. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.